Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the show, the podcast, brought to you on a beautiful Sunday. So, in this episode, I think I will do the same thing I did two episodes ago, I think, when I reacted to a Bleacher Report article. I really enjoyed doing that, and I saw a really interesting one called One Surprise Trade Idea for Every NBA Team. I have not read it. So, this is my first time reacting to it, live reaction. But first, I want to talk about some news. So, we have a couple of news that are intriguing. Amari Stadimer joined the Nets coaching staff. So, Amari Stadimer, I think he wanted a job in the NBA two seasons ago or something like that. Now, he's an assistant coach for his old teammate, Steve Nash, which I find quite interesting. Then... Stan Van Gundy got a job, a head coaching job in New Orleans. My thoughts, honest thoughts, this is this is great. Because so Stan Van Gundy, this is his fourth job as a head coach. He was in Miami for two or three years early in his career. The second he left, they won a championship. So I think he left them in a good position. I really don't know what the circumstances, the circumstances back then, because I was four years old. But yeah, I read the news. Then, he was a head coach for the Orlando Magic when Dwight Howard was young. And he, he went to an NBA Finals. So great. And the team was a little bit weird, if I remember correctly. Then, the Detroit experiment, you could see, was a failure. But, I really think what made it a failure was that he wasn't only the head coach, he was also the president of operations or the general manager or something like that. I mean, he had multiple tasks there, which I found weird, but probably this is why he hasn't found success there. He had a Blake Griffin that was... I mean, Blake Griffin was amazing in a year. And they paired him up with Drummond, but yeah, I don't know. I... I can't blame him for that. He was juggling with a lot of things, so it was not a surprise that he failed to bring them to the promised land. And he, he's recognized as a coach who knows how to develop his players. And that, that team is young, with Lanzo, B.I., not to mention, obviously, Zion Williamson. So yeah, I think it's exciting. I think he's a good coach, fitting-wise. He fits perfectly. And yeah, now there are only two head coaching jobs left. The one in Houston with the Rockets and the one in Oklahoma City with the Thunder. The very much very opposing situations. I mean, Houston Rockets is a contending team and Thunder are clearly going for a rebuild. So I expect that they're in Oklahoma will probably be a first-time coach and young coach. I don't know. Then... The NBA is targeting a December 22nd return. And wow, so after the finals, it was there were some dates speculated, like Martin Luther King, which is 18th of January, or so somewhere in February, or last week of January, I don't know. And the NBA Board of Governors met, and there, there are reports out there that said that they are targeting a 
December start, a few days before Christmas, which I think is great. I, I really think it's great. At the same time, yeah, the thing is the players will not have that much time to recover, but I think two months will be enough. I mean, the season ended first week of June, of October, sorry. And yeah, they will have two full months, something like that. I mean, the Lakers and the Heat, because the other teams, the teams that didn't make the, make the bubble have a lot of time, had a lot of time to recover. So yeah, I think it's a great thing. I'm excited, obviously, as a fan. I want NBA basketball back because I really miss it. And yeah, I'm excited. And they said something about shortening the season to around 70, 72 games, which I also find very useful in order to get back on track for the 2021 season. The thing I did not like as a fan was that they are considering canceling the All-Star weekend, which... Yeah, I really, I don't like that. I mean, the All-Star, they want to take a break, but just a break, not an All-Star break, a break when nothing happens. So yeah, it will be interesting. Obviously, there are no official reports, there is no official discussion of anything. So, I mean, there are discussions, but we just don't know what exactly is talked about there. So yes, these are the news and now let's get to the article so one surprise trade idea for every NBA team wow this sounds great this has a lot of potential if you ask me let's get right into it because I think it will take some time and I don't want to get too long on some of those less interesting trades so first trade for the Atlanta Hawks Derek White becomes Trey Young's bodyguard the trade Atlanta Hawks acquired Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs for Kevin Herter. So it's a basic trade, an old-fashioned trade, one for one. No picks, nothing involved. So what I want to do, I want to I want to think of the trade from the perspective of both teams. So first, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I will do that. I will do that. Derek White is 25 or 26. I mean, yeah, obviously Kevin Herter is younger, but I don't know what to say about the potential, but Derek White is a better defender, obviously. And I think overall is the better player. So yeah, if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, I will do that. If I'm the San Antonio Spurs, I don't know, because here is the thing. The situation with the Spurs is kind of odd. I mean, what do they want to do? They have Aldridge, Derek Rosen, Der oh my God, sorry, DeMar Rosen. I mean, which direction they are going? They look like they're going through a rebuild, but you never know with San Antonio. So I don't know what to say. I want to do it, honestly. If I'm the sports, I want to do this trade. I need a pick. I really need a pick. Because, because of the defense. I mean, okay. Maybe Porter is younger and he's a better shooter, but Eric White is overall the better player, in my opinion. Trade number two. Boston Celtics, time to get defensive. Oh, God. So Boston Celtics acquired Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz for Gordon Hayward, Daniel Tice, and three 2021st round picks, number 14, 26, and 30. If I'm the Utah Jazz, I'm doing it. 
if I'm the Boston Celtics, I'm not doing that. I mean, and this is a trade for Boston. So, yeah, they get rid of Gobert and they get rid of Gordon Hayward, who, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's not obviously at the level that he was supposed to be, boring injury. Daniel Tice is an above-average player, in my opinion. But those three first-round picks for Rudy Gobert, nah. It's too much, man. Three is too much. This is exactly why I say, I, in my opinion, the bo- the Celtics got finesse if they do this. Because of those th- three first-round picks. I mean, yeah, they're not compromising their future picks. They are These picks are all for this year. But the Utah Jazz, okay, if they trade Rudy Gobert, they're obviously stepping down a bit, maybe a year or two. And trade and draft three young players, who knows how they develop to go alongside Donovan Mitchell. So I don't know. I mean, if I'm Boston, I'm not doing that. If I'm Utah Jazz, I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets acquired Victor Radipo from the Indiana Pacers for Caris LaVert and Garrett Temple. And I think it says here that for this to happen, Garrett Temple has to opt in to his contract. So if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I get basically one year of Victor Oladipo because he's a free agent next year. And he will probably want money that I don't know if I will be able to pay him. In the same time, I obviously... F- I surprisingly think that Curious Award had a better season than Victor Oladipo. I'm not doing that if I'm the Nets. I'm risking a lot. I mean, not a lot because there are no picks involved. Yet Gary Temple is a solid rotational player. And yeah, as I said, Kyrie Lavert had a better season than VO. And you don't know about Victor Oladipo because you'll get him for one year. Kyrie Lavert is younger, I think. And VO comes after a horrible injury. So now I'm not doing that if I'm the Nets. And if I'm the Pacers, same thing. Which direction do I go? If I'm the Pacers and I want more, give me at least a pick for Victor Oladipo. He was an all-star. So yeah, no. No. uh I mean, it's so hard to trade in the NBA because both of the teams need to get similar value, which is Almost impossible. Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets acquire Aaron Garden and the number 15 pick from the Orlando Magic for the number 3 pick. Why? Why would you do that if you're the Charlotte Hornets? So, yeah, this draft, you don't know many things about it. But I think Anthony Edwards, I mean, if he will fail to the number 3 pick, but... The number 15 pick, yeah, you can find their gold, but it's questionable. And Aaron Gordon is not like a superstar player that will take you to the championship. So this is a tough one. If I'm Orlando Magic and I want to go, I don't know, rebuilding or younger because they for the last 3-4 seasons, they seem to barely make the playoffs or barely missed it. 
So, yeah, getting the number three pick. If I'm the magic, I'm only doing that if I think, if I think I will get the potential superstar with the number three pick. Otherwise, no. If I'm the Hornets, same thing. I need to know if one of the top three guys, which are obviously Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and James Wiseman, if I really don't like any of those players. Okay, maybe I could trade down to the number 15 pick and acquire Aaron Gardner. Only that. Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls acquire Ben Simmons and the number 21 pick in the 2020 draft from the Philadelphia 76ers for Zach Lavine, Laurie Marker and the number 4 pick. So Chicago gets Ben Simmons and the first round pick, which could be valuable. Can find some good players in the number 21 pick. And they trade Zach Levine, Lori Markle in the number four. So, if I'm Chicago Bulls, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing it. I don't know if Ben Simmons wants to be there. And if I trade Lori Markle in the number four pick, I basically trade my entire future except for Wendell Carter Jr. But if I'm Philadelphia and I get a number four pick in the draft, yeah, I could do it if I'm Philadelphia. Because the situation there is really messy with Simmons and Embiid. If I were the GM, I would probably explore more trades regarding Embiid than Simmons, but I'm not. So I could do that. Trade Ben Simmons for the number four pick, which could be a valuable player. And Zach Levine and Laurie Markkinen, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. Next, Cleveland. The Cleveland Cavaliers acquire Nicholas Batum. He also have to opt in, which he will probably do. And the number three pick from Charlotte for Drummond and the number five pick. Drummond is also an opt-in player. So, same, and I guess a lot of these trades, I would say the same thing. I need to know if I'm a franchise, if I want to trade for the number three pick, I need to trust that Durant. I need to really love him in order to do a trade like that. Because Drummond is clearly by far the better player than Batum. And the number three pick and the number five pick is not such a high difference. So if I'm Cleveland, obviously they're a rebuilding team. They have two young point guards, two young guards, small guards. So, and the number three pick. So they basically get a third pick. They would probably get James Wiseman. So they would have to really love James Wiseman to do that, I think. And for Charlotte, they would really need to don't know <laughs> which player to pick. These are the circumstances. Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks acquired JJ Reddick and the number 13 pick in the 2020 draft for New Orleans for Maxi Kleber and the number 18 pick. I'm doing it. I really think I will do that if I was at Dallas. So JJ Redick is a solid veteran and a certified sharpshooter. 
an assassin from the three point line. He would go along. He would fit perfectly with Dancic. They would also get a number thirteen pick, and with with that pick, maybe they can draft a player like Maxi Kleber. If I'm New Orleans, I'm not doing that. I mean, yeah, JJ Redick would be would play for a contending team, obviously, and. Maxi Kleber is a young player, a good player. Yeah, the situation is good for. I mean, I don't know what JJ Redick is doing in Pelican in New Orleans. He probably went there because they paid him, they offered him the most money. But yeah, I think I will do this both ways. I mean, if I'm the Dallas Mavericks, I 100% pull the trigger on this one. I'm the New Orleans, I have to think about it a bit, but I will probably do it. I mean, the number 13 and the number 18 pick. You can find some good players in there. And obviously, the the Pelicans are rebuilding, so they don't need JJ Redick as the Dallas. The Mavericks need him. So yeah, I'm doing this both ways. I think this is the first time I see that I will do this if I were the general manager of both teams. Denver Nuggets. Oh, this looks interesting. So the Nuggets acquire Bradley Bill for Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris, PJ Dozier, Dozier, and the lottery protected 2021 first round pick. So they basically compromise some of their future. I mean, not really because, nah, no, I'm talking nonsense. If I'm Denver Nuggets, I think I'm doing this. I think I'm risking it. Because you saw how good Jokic and Mori are. And they are young. They are both under 26 or under 27 years of age. And Bradley Bill could be that third wheel. Or even the first wheel, the second wheel. Because he averaged 29 points last season. Don't forget that. And if I really doubt Michael Porter Jr. that much, I'm trading him. Jerry Harris, yeah, that's a loss. That's a huge loss. Because he's such a he's a very good now I'm doing it. If I'm the Denver Nuggets, I'm hundred percent doing this. If I'm the Washington Wizards, I need one more pick. If I'm the Washington Wizards, I need one more pick. Because Jerry Harris. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. has the potential to be the best player on the team. Jerry Harris. No, PJ Dozier, obviously no. And that first pick is a lot to reprotect it. So give me one more pick and I might do it. Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons acquire CG McCollum and the number 16 pick from this draft in exchange for Glenn. No, no, why? I mean, yeah, the Detroit acquire CJ and they trade down to the 16 pick. So I'm not doing this if I'm either team. This doesn't make any sense. So Pistons is obviously a rebuilding team. So they need draft picks or they need young players. CJ is neither of that. And if I'm Portland, why would I trade CJ McCollum for Blake Griffin? I mean, yeah, I move up in the draft to the number seven pick, but nah, this is a terrible trade. Golden State Warriors. Okay. Oh my. This is a three-team trade. So, 
Golden State Warriors acquires Drew Holiday, Miles Turner, and Victor Oladipo. New Orleans acquires Andrew Wiggins, 2021 first round pick via Minnesota Timberwolves. And Indiana acquires Draymond Green and the number two pick. Okay, so. Wait, if I'm the Warriors, what I'm giving up? Draymond, the number two pick, and Wiggins, right? I think I'm doing it. Bro, I'm if I'm the Warriors, I'm 100% doing this, but... So I get rid of Draymond Green, okay? I and the number two pick, okay, maybe they, I think that they will, if they don't love Wiseman, I think that they will trade that pick. So, I get Drew Holiday as a six man. Miles Turner, who can play center or power forward. So, oh my God, can you imagine the starting backcourt, Curry and Thompson, and the backward of the bench, Drew Holiday and Victor Oladipo. Bro, I can't pass up on that. I can't pass up on that. If I'm the Warriors, I'm doing it. If I'm the Pelicans, I would give Drew Holiday. And, and what? And, and what do I get? Andrew Wiggins in the first round pick. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not trading Wiggins for Drew and the pick. And if I'm Indiana Pacers, I'm there is no way in hell I will do that. So I will get Draymond. And Sabonis will play the five. And I get a... Oh, wait. No, if I'm the Pacers, I'm doing this. Because it's... If the situation with Oladipo is weird, I'm trading him. And, okay, trade my Turner as well for the number two pick. If I'm sold on some... Again, if I'm sold on someone... Oh my god, I am hate that I repeat myself. But you got the idea. Let's go to the next trade. Houston Rockets. Okay, so the Houston Rockets acquire Spencer Dinwiddie, carries Lavert, Jared Allen, Kurutz, the num 19 pick, and the number... No. For James Harden. Now, can you imagine James Harden teaming up with KD and Kyrie? So, if the Rockets do this, they only get two picks. Two picks. And okay, Dinwiddie carries the word and four young players, but neither of them has the potential to become a superstar. I'm not doing this. Even if I'm the Nets, I'm not doing this. Okay, get James Harden, but I compromise my entire rotation. Spencer Dinwiddie. He has the potential to be the sixth man of the year. Kiris Lavert. He also has the potential to be the sixth man of the year. Or he will probably start. Jared Allen. A solid backup to DeAndre Jordan. Or even a starter if you want. Kuruz, yeah, okay. You can have that, but no, I'm not doing this. Uh-uh. Sounds awful. Pacers. Indiana Pacers acquired the number 3 pick. The number 32 pick. Oh, again. Sorry. Wait. So this is a free team trade again. So the Pacers get the number 3 pick. 
Then I'm plus 32 pick. And Cody Martin from the Charlotte Hornets and Master. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a... No. So it's Pacers and Charlotte. So they would only have to give up Miles Turner for the number three pick, a late second round pick. No, an early second round pick and Cody Martin. If I really hate Miles Turner, I will probably do that. If I think James Wiseman could replace him, yeah. I'm doing this if I'm Indiana. If I'm Charlotte, I'm not doing this. Bro, Charlotte is a rebuilding team. Why would they trade the number three pick for Miles Turner, who, yeah, is young and has potential, but... <coughs> no. Clippers acquire Ricky Rubio for Patrick Beverly, Landry Shepman, and as many second-round picks as the Suns want. I'm not doing this. If I'm the Clippers, if I'm the Clippers, I'm not doing this. Because, yeah, you can say that Ricky, Ricky Rubio solves their playmaking problem, but I also give up Landry Shemot, who's an excellent shooter. And if I'm Phoenix, I wouldn't do that. Because Ricky Rubio, I think, is a good fit with D-Book and DeAndre Ayton. So, neither parts. Lake Los Angeles Lakers acquire Victor Oladipo from the Pacers for Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, and the number 28 pick. I'm not doing this. And those VO trades, they were, are going to be a lot of VO speculation trades because he's a free agent next year. So he, he only has one year left on his contract. Yes, you can say that Victor Oladipo is the better player, the best player in the, in the deal. And The history tells us that the team that gets the best player wins the trade. But I don't know. If he's healthy, 100% I'm pulling this. If he's not, I'm not. I mean, yeah, Danny Green struggled this postseason. Kyle Kuzma struggled, but... I don't know. LeBron learned to play with those two. I don't know. If I'm Indian, I'm... Not doing that. I mean, I will get a very late first round pick and no young assets. So, if I'm Indiana, I'm not doing that. If I'm Lakers, if I'm Lakers, I, I, I need a second round pick in exchange at least. Memphis Grizzlies, they acquire Bradley Beal. For Gorgie Jang, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, no. Or, who? I have second second thoughts. So, if Ja Morant was in his third or fourth year and Jaron Jackson as well, yeah, we'll probably do that. But since they are young and don't have experience, I wouldn't give them Bradley Bill. Although this is a This is a very good trade. Gorgie Jang, I mean, yeah, Dylan Brooks and Brendan Clark are very good young players, but... And it's just a pick. So if I'm Washington, I could do this. If I'm Memphis, I'm risking it. If I'm Memphis, I'm risking it. Bill is not that old, obviously. He's 27 years old, and... He will probably have three, four more years in his prime, maybe even more. And by the time he's 29, Ja and Jaron Jackson, 
I'm doing this if I'm Memphis. Yeah, 100%. I'm doing this. If I'm Washington, I'm not. Miami Heat acquired Kyle Kuzma from the Los Angeles Lakers from Kendrick Nunn. I'm not doing this if I am the Miami Heat. If I'm Lakers and I don't have Rondo, I might do it. Because Kendrick Nunn proved that he's a good player. He finished second or third in the rookie voting. So yeah. And he's undrafted. And Kyle Kuzma kind of disappointed, if you ask me, this postseason. So if I'm the Heat, I'm not doing that. I don't need Kyle Kuzma. If I'm the Lakers, I'm doing this only if I can't find a better point guard. Oh, God. This looks very interesting for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks acquired Kyle Lowry from the Toronto Raptors for Bledsoe, Lopez, DiVincenzo, the number 24 pick. And it's too much. So I get Kyle Lowry. But Lowry is, what, 34, 35? And they will... If Yanis is not signing the Supermax, I don't know, man, because I will give up Bledsoe, Brook Lopez, DiVincenzo, he's my young asset, and two draft picks. Now, if Yanis does not sign the Supermax, I'm not doing that. If I'm Toronto, I'm thinking about it. I get two picks. Siakam is in his third or fourth year. He's not even entered his prime and he's has championship pedigree. DiVincenzo is young. Bledsoe and Lopez are good complementary pieces for as long as they will be there. So if I'm the Raptors, I'm doing this. If I'm the Bucks, I'm risking too much. Timberwolves acquired Gordon from the Orlando Magic for James Johnson, the number 17 pick, and first round swap rights in 2022. If I'm the Magic, oh wait. So if I'm the Magic, I get a bad contract in James Johnson and two first round picks. I'm not doing that. If I'm the Timberwolves, if I'm the Timberwolves, I do this because I have talent with Cat and D'Angelo Russell and Gordon is a good complementary piece and he would fit perfectly, I think, with those two. Let's go next. New Orleans Pelicans. The title is Here, his, here is Your Defense, Stan Van Gundy. So the trade. Pelicans acquire Gobert, Orlando, Jackson Hayes, Darius Miller, the number 13 pick. I'm not doing this if I'm neither team. So if I am... Bro. If I am the New Orleans Pelicans, I get a point guard, a young center, Darius Miller, and the number 13 pick. Now I have second thoughts about this one as well. So now, let's go the other way around. If I'm New Orleans, I'm in no way in hell doing this. And this trade is for them. I'm I'm not trading. Two of my young players and a lottery pick for Rudy Gobert. I mean, I'm not that high on Rudy. I know he's an excellent defensive player, but... No. I'm not doing this. Knicks. Acquire Zach Levine for the number 8th pick and either Frank Nilekina or Dennis Smith Jr. So both Frank Nilekina and Dennis Smith Jr. unfortunately don't look good. 
they don't look like the seventh or eighth pick like they were supposed to look. And I don't. Wh- why would I want Zach Levine? He's not. I mean, yeah, he will be the first player in the best player in New York since Carmelo Anthony, but I don't want that. So, no, no, for both teams. Oklahoma City Thunder, they acquire Mike Conley and Ed Davis from, from the Utah Jazz for Chris Paul and the number 25th pick. So, I think Conley is an expiring contract next year. Right? So or he has one more year. So if I'm if I'm Oklahoma City, I'm doing this because yeah, I want to trade Chris Paul. I get the number. Oh no. No, I need picks. Give me one more pick. Because I get Mike Conley. He will probably. I mean, he won't do anything anything for me because I'm rebuilding team. Ed Davis is a young player. But I don't want to give away a pick for Chris Paul. I really don't. And if I'm uh, Utah, I'm not doing that. I mean, I don't need Chris Paul. I'm... No. It's a no-no. Another one. So, your Orlando Magic acquired Buddy Hilt, Roshan Holmes, and the number 12 pick from the Kings for Vucevic and the number 15 pick. Oh, this is interesting. So, if I'm Orlando, I give up my best player. Vucevic and my center for a solid shooting guard, a young center, and a good pick. From Orlando Magic, I could do this. I don't think it will help me that much, but I'm exploring it. Same for the Kings. So you hear that there are problems between Body Hill and the Kings, and Vucevic is obviously better than Holmes, even though he's two or three years older. I would take him instead of Holmes any day of the week. So it will be an interesting pick and roll combination with Fox and Vucevic. So I wanted to think more about it if I'm both teams. Trade for the Philadelphia 76ers. So they acquire Mike Conley from the Utah Jazz for Tobias Harris, Matisse, Table, and the number 20. Well, nah, I'm not doing this. It's too much. So Mike Conley, yeah, he played good in great in the players but they got bounced out in the first round and I'm only guaranteeing one year of Mike Conley who is injury prone and pretty old I mean yeah I know Tobias Harris played poorly Tybal is a rookie who is a great defender and I get a pick no if I'm 76 I'm giving away too much for Mike Conley so I'm not doing this if I'm the Utah Jazz I don't know. I don't think this trade will help neither team. Oh, God. So, Phoenix Suns acquire Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson from the 76ers for D-Book and Ricky Rubio. So, again, if I'm the general general manager of the 76ers and I want to trade Ben Simmons, I think this is a good trade. Devin Booker has superstar written all over him. And Ricky Rubio is a solid playmaker. Of course, he's not the defender Ben Simmons is. He's not the playmaker Ben Simmons is, but he's good. And if I'm the Suns, if I'm the Suns, I will be very stupid to pull the trigger on this one. Why would I need Ben Simmons? Okay, I get Josh Richardson, but 
why would I need Ben Simmons if I have DeAndre Ayton? I mean, Ben Simmons would go to another situation where he has a tall center that yeah shoots the ball, but it's not like he's a shooter, a JJ Redick. So I would be stupid if I'm if I would be the six if I would be the Suns to do this. Oh, Portland Trail Blazers acquire. Clay Thompson from the Golden State Warriors for CJ McCollum, Zach Collins, and the number 16 pick in the 2020 draft. I think I'll do this if I'm Portland. Nah. Switching it. I, I'm really having fun doing this, but... And I'm probably switching this much because, as I said, this is the first time I'm reading this. So I'll give you my first impressions. No, I'm not doing this. Yeah, so if I'm Portland, I'm not doing this. Oh, okay, you can say that Clay is the better player, is a better player than CG, but the, the gap is not that high. And I will also give up Zach Collins, who is a young center, power forward, whatever, and the 16th pick in the draft. So I'm not doing this. If I'm the Golden State Warriors, I. Why? Why would I separate the Splash Brothers, man? They got three rings together. Terrible trade. Trade for the Kings. Kings acquired John Collins from Atlanta Hawks for Marvin Bagley. Sorry. The number 12 pick. Atlanta also gets swap rights on 2021 first rounders. So. If I'm the Kings, I'm getting a... John Collins and Marvin Bagley are a power, both are power forwarders. Collins was amazing last season. While Bagley struggled, struggled to play. He had injuries, and when he played, he played poorly. So, who gets this number 12 pick? Yo, so Atlanta gets this pick? Oh, yeah, because they consider Collins to be the better player. If I'm Atlanta, I'm not doing this because I really like John Collins. And Bagley is a huge question mark. Meanwhile, if I'm the Kings, I'm doing this. So if the Kings, yeah, this is a trade for the Kings. The Kings, if they somehow pull this off, they would finesse the Hawks. Next, we only have three more guys. So San Antonio Spurs acquire Al Horford and Thibault from Aldridge and Petty Mill. So Al Horford and Marcus Aldridge are Horford played really bad this season in Philadelphia. So, Aldridge is old. I don't know, man. If I'm the Spurs, it's not like I get a young, a, I said, with superstar potential or a pick. I'm getting a solid defender in Thibault. Horford is also a good defender, but as I said, the Spurs are not competing. It's obvious. But they are not rebuilding either. While Philly, if somehow Doc Rivers finds a way to integrate Aldridge better than Horford, I might do this. And they also get a solid point guard of the bench in Patty Mills. So if I'm the Sixers, I'm doing it. If I'm the Spurs, mm -mm, no way. Toronto Raptors acquired the number one pick in the 2020 draft. And Jacob Evans from Timberwolves for OG Anunobi and the number 29 pick. 
So I don't want to be disrespectful, but how can you think of such a trade? So if you're the Timberwolves, are you give are you really giving your first round pick for OG? I don't really want to talk about this man. Utah Jazz acquires Kevin Love from the Cleveland for Mike Conley and the number three pick in the 2020 draft. So if somehow Utah can get Kevin Love without giving up Mike Conley, I would maybe consider it. But since they will give up Mike Conley and they don't have other solid point guard, they will probably re refer to Donovan Mitchell as the one and the two. And I get Kevin Love, yeah, he's not an all-star anymore. So as I said, if I could replace Joe Ingles with Kevin Love, I'm 100% doing that. But I don't want to give my Conley. Mm -mm. It's a no-no. And the last trade in this article, ladies and gentlemen. Washington Wizards acquired Devante Graham and Nicholas Batum for John Wall in the number 9th pick. So John Wall is in the top there with players with untradeable contracts, if you ask me. Devante Graham is an excellent young player. So the Washington Wizards get Devante Graham basically to replace John Wall and a horrible contract in Batum for... And Charlotte... So, fan Washington... If I'm Washington, I need to wait to see how John Wall plays. Because he said that he's 110%. He said he's ready. He said he wants it. So I'm waiting. If he's really that disappointing, I I might pull the trigger on this one. But, oh no. So this trade involves the number nine pick in the 2020 draft. So obviously needs to be done. Now, if I'm the Wizards, I'm not doing this. Because I'm not going anywhere even with Devante Kurem. And if I'm the Sharon Hornets, if I'm the Sharon Hornets, I might do this because I get John Wall, okay. Charlotte is obviously a rebuilding team, but also I also get the ninth pick in the draft and I already have the number three pick in the draft. So I will have two picks inside the top 10. This sounds interesting from the Hornets perspective. If I think that with the ninth pick, I can get a better player than Devante Graham, yeah, do it. And this is the end of the article, guys. So, since there are no more news and no more action because there, there is no free agency signing just yet, the NBA draft is three weeks away. I think I will do more of this because I really have fun and I enjoy doing this and I enjoy giving my thoughts around what these people do when they create these such trades. I will probably do more episodes where I create some fantasy trades, some hilarious trades, some impossible trades. So, expect more of that. As for tennis, yes, I know that things are developing the moment we speak in Antwerp and in Germany. And we might talk about it next week. As for tennis, as I said, the season is not over yet. For the men's, for men. So we still have two big tournaments to talk about. And Vienna, which has a huge draw. Oh my God, when I saw that draw in the first round, Djokovic, Krajinovic, 
I, I mean, okay, this is my fault. This is the only game I remember off the top of my head. But there is Nishikori with Team, I think, and Casper Rude with Zener. Oh my God. So, I will end. Let's wrap up because it, we are talking too much. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. If you listen this on Spotify, please follow. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe, like, share it. Let me know what you want to see from me in the future. And stay tuned for the next episodes. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate your support.